Hey guys. Welcome back to Carpooling. Jump on in the back seat. We are oh, going yeah. for a drive through our minds. That was so uncool. It was super uncool. That was like Bill Nye the Science Guy circa 1994 uncool. I'm trying to find like how we start the show, like that cadence. And I was like, we're going for a drive, get in the back seat. That's kind of cool. And then it was like, but the show's about our ideas. So it was a drive through our minds. Oh, wow. Instantly. You've really left us a Hansel and Gretelian <laughs> stream of breadcrumbs to follow on your magical mental journey through ruining the beginning of this show. You're, right. you're absolutely right. I want if I'm gonna do it, you're gonna know how. Yeah. That's the that's my one goal. We're gonna do a biopsy and then afterwards we're gonna biopsy the biopsy. <laughs> we're gonna know what the pieces, the constituent pieces are. We will we will dice it into its quantums. <laughs> <laughs> and deliver it to you. This cancer we found is made out of some Hertzes and Quartzes. Hertz and Quartz? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Isn't that, aren't those quantums? I know a quark. A know, quark? A quark, yeah. Not a quark? I was pretty close. Which is a crystal? I was pretty close. And a Hertz is a... Is, is, is a different thing entirely. It's a measurement of rate. <laughs> yes. So, you know, you handle the science words. Man, I've been, I've been studying so much about uh, quantum mechanics just in the past few days. Why? Mm, I just like it. Oh, okay. Like, you know I do. Yes. And, uh, man, there's some interesting stuff that's come out recently. Mm, so interesting. It's so tantalizing, it could change the way that you think about the entire universe. And today, we're not talking about it. Not talking about it. <laughs> Oh, look at the your face. Oh, you're so sad. The disappointment's palpable. Oh. No, today we're going to talk about something that is uh, immediate. Just as good. And important. Just as important and just as hard to understand. It's incredibly obtuse. Okay. Do you know how much I want to say ostrich when I say obtuse? I do now. Okay. But we're going to talk about freedom of speech. The freedom to say ostrich or obtuse whenever you so choose. Whenever you please, no matter who it offends. Ostrich. And uh, kind of the impetus for us choosing this topic today is I was going through Twitter because I needed something to be vitriolic and horrible about. Right. And I found this, this collection of posts from police departments in the United Kingdom. That guy's just coming. Just just come on in, Alabama. All right. All Man, right, Why do we here. let people from Alabama drive? Exactly. I don't support it. Uh, if you're listening in Alabama, turn it off. Turn it Nothing off. Nothing can save you. Nothing can save you. It's too late. So, vamp for a second. Let me pull up this this string of tweets. And it, it just, I was literally gobsmacked. Okay. While I, I think, was reading it. I think probably some people are now going, aha, we figured it out. They're from Alabama. Nice try. We just are commenting on the fact that somebody driving has a license plate from Alabama. And vamp over. And vamp's over. Let me, I'm going to read to you these these uh, tweets, the text of these tweets, and then I'm going to read to you who published them respectively. Okay. In addition to reporting hate crimes, please report non-hate, non-crime hate incidents, which can include things like offensive or insulting comments, online, in person, or in writing. Hate will not be tolerated in South Yorkshire. Report it and put a stop to it. Hashtag hate hurts South Yorkshire. You can't hide from us if you're spewing abuse from behind a computer screen. Our boys and gals will find you. That's one. Think before you post or you may receive a visit from us this weekend. Use the internet safely. Hashtag think before you post. And there's a graphic that says think... Is it true? Is it hurtful? Is it illegal? Is it necessary? And the most insidious, in my opinion, is it kind? 
Last one. I actually think necessary is the worst. Uh, that's not a good one either. Yeah, that one's really dark. We would remind all social media users to think carefully about what they are saying before posting messages online. Although you may believe your message is acceptable, other people may take offense, and you could face a large fine or up to two years in prison if your message is deemed to have broken the law. You ready for the who posted which one? Sure. First one, South Yorkshire Police. Second could, one, yeah. Wiltshire Police. The third one is the Greater Glasgow Police handle, which I, I think is Greater Glasgow. All verified accounts. Cheshire Police. Check marks uh, well, and all. Cheshire Police is on Facebook. Okay. The other three are on Twitter, and yes, they're all checkmarked. Wow. The, I mean, th- saying, wow. you can't hide from us if you're spewing abuse from behind the p- computer screen. Our boys and gals in blue will find you. How uh, I I reposted it with the I'll, I'll read my my edition was is this the world you were looking for is this the paradise you set out to create you don't trust the police yet you happily give them the power to regulate and jail people for their utterance who decides specifically those who you would not want to entrust with that power so anyway that that kind of got me thinking I mean I it's just it's not unbelievable because we've seen the we've seen the effects of that especially in in England and we can get into some of those specific instances but that is complete orwellian talk I, I there's no other way to describe it yeah I mean, it's truly shocking stuff yeah I, it's it's a lot to take in honestly but it's it's like the the piece that has me the most concerned is facing jail time Two, like, two years in jail time. Like, here's the deal. You know, uh, uh, the police can, I think, could say, hey, let's try and be kinder on social media. And they could use stronger language around there. And I would be, okay, fine. But the fact that it's like, nope, if you post something that's deemed hateful onto uh, onto the internet, you could actually go to jail over that. That just seems... What's the... And this here's the thing. Do I want people posting stuff hateful on the internet? Absolutely not. And that's, that's you know, some people could come back with that argument because it feels convenient, you know, and that thing is like, well, do you believe hate should be on the internet? No, I don't think hate should be on the internet. But well, who de- gets to decide what's hateful? For that's me, the problem. For me it depends. Because a lot of people, and we should get into this, so maybe before we go too far down that rabbit hole, we should, we should take a step back and define some terms. But okay. I think that offensive stuff necessarily has to be on the internet. I'm fine with offensive so if stuff. So you co- if you conflate the ideas of hateful and offensive, you've gotten into trouble. Sure, but if you, but if it's like, Jessica, I hate you and your stupid butt. Like there's no there's no reason for anyone to ever say that to anyone. And there's also no reason to go to jail over it. No, absolutely. Yeah. So so let's let's just set some groundwork. America is the only country that has free speech anymore on the face of the planet, period. It it doesn't exist in the EU. It definitely doesn't exist in the UK. It doesn't exist in Canada. It doesn't exist in Australia. I mean, all these countries where we think, you know, if America doesn't work out, I'll move there. It's not the same. Also, you know... Does Israel have free speech? Uh, that is... A really good question. Yeah, I, I couldn't speak to that. I don't know. Potentially Israel. I mean, that, they're, the, they're the they're the only person that we've discussed that I, would, that I have a question about. Yeah, but I don't know. And, and man, they would have their their politics is incredibly complicated. Because sure, they're they're characterized by violence. Sure. Yeah. So so it's like even even then kind of weird. But okay. All right. So 
anyway, that's that's the first point, mm. and and it's interesting that there are so few. I I I will contend for this conversation that America is the only one. I I am okay. fairly positive that, that we are the only country that has it enumerated specifically in our constitution. Okay. As a as a a, a positive right, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, as a negative right instead of a positive right. As in, the government cannot infringe on your existent right. Being right. It's a negative right that the government... The government, the government cannot cross this yeah. line because you already have the right. Instead of the government granting you the right to free speech right. of their own power. Government doesn't give us the ability to speak. They give us... They can restrict our speech. Right. And we could talk about that for a long time, too. The, the, the brilliance behind the framing of our Constitution in such a way that it impedes the government instead of... Um, Instead of pr- giving it power, giving well, no, because a lot of constitutions have something to the effect of a bill of rights. I'm using all of these words loosely to define similar documents across different uh, countries and cultures. But a lot of the extant bill of rights say something to the effect of you, the government grants you the right to freedom of speech or something like this, right? Because then and the that government would be can... a positive right that the government uses its own vested power to grant, whereas the American Constitution recognizes implicitly the divinity of humanity and says we understand that you, the divinity that lives within you has the right to speak, and we forbid ourselves from touching it. Right. Exactly. Right. Uh, right. Are, there's a really great. Thing there. Mm-hmm. And the reason this issue is so important right now is, well, for one, the example we just gave, there are municipalities abroad uh, that are actively banning free speech and jailing people for their utterance, which just seems insane. And we can get into the psychology of why, and we will. Um, but even in America, especially in America right now, the debate over free speech has never been stronger. Yeah, let's let's do it like this, Chris. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna play devil's advocate on this and kind of come at you because I think I think that will kind of help people work through some of the basic arguments that are going on. Okay. Okay. So, like, Sh- should we define first why free speech is important, or should I think we'll get there? Do it in line. I okay. think we'll get there. Uh, so, like, obviously there are things that people shouldn't be allowed to say in public. What do you think some of those are? Be specific. Would be my argument. Okay, and so I, I'm going to turn that back to you, being like, what do you mean by specific? Like, what 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 use cases would you say that 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 fall under that cat uh, that that shouldn't be said in public? Well, there's there is legally in America no such thing as hate speech. It is okay. it is jargon and not legal jargon. It is just unsophisticated jargon. Okay, fair enough. But there, like, there can are I... certain things that you can't say. Okay, and those. But the the speech component of those things that you're not supposed to say isn't the illegal part. It's a call to action that is the illegal part. So so you can divide the, the speech might be the vehicle that the call to action rides around in, but it's the call to action that is illegal. So you can't say I can't say I want you to take that gun and go kill Hunter Carl. Right, because you've basically made a threat by asking me to do. By asking me to kill myself? Well, I was I was sure. saying I could say that to anyone. I couldn't I couldn't say it to you either. Sure, yes. Yeah. No, I, I hear what you're I, saying. I mean, if I said it to you, it would be a pretty funny joke. It would be a pretty funny joke. Um, especially if I was touching my temple and pretending like I was hypnotizing you. Or yeah, like Jeff Bezos. <laughs> what? Exactly like him. Jeff Bezos, that clever mind control artist. If you believe in a greater power, there's a children's hospital 
uh, going by, and God exists out of time, so if you pray in the future, it still counts. Still counts. Still um, counts. Gosh, that's a weird concept, too. Isn't that fun? Yeah. I, I stumbled on that one a little while ago. So That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, let's, let's see. So uh, so I would say you can't make calls to action. To that, ev- that effect, the one that everyone loves to cite you can't say you can't shout fire in a crowded theater my humble caveat to that is unless the theater is on fire well makes it vastly more appropriate but what if yeah okay so so basically what you're saying is there are certain calls to action that we should say as a society this is not your ability to say these things isn't held against but what you're asking for is reprehensible well they're direct or hurts people in, in because of what the the actions that it causes people to take, they are they're tantamount to conspiracy and a crime, okay, which, which is sure. a a crime in its own right. Conspiracy, right. right? Because if you stampede out of a movie theater, uh, you're going to most likely cause damages. You're going to incite a riot. Or if you stomp someone, you've you're like an, uh, you know someone dies. You know, being it's like accidental manslaughter or, or yeah, reckless endangerment. So yeah. the the thing that you are calling for is a, there's an underlying crime there. If I tell someone to go be violent towards someone, then I'm conspiracy to assault or I'm conspiracy to murder. So, so there's the, but it's not the speech that's the problem. Yeah, I'm with you. It's the actions that your speech leads to, right. which is an interesting place for us to go to the next part. Is like. Isn't that can't I mean when I'm talking about hate crimes, like if I'm talking about just how bad and nasty a certain marginalized group of society is, and just going on and on and on about how they're drags on us, they're leading us to these bad places, they're not helping us, and you know, and I'm just no. really tearing them to pieces because I I think every single one of them is a bad person. Wouldn't that speech lead to negative consequences as well, potentially? Now, now you're getting into you're getting into stickier territory. Okay. So there's there's a couple of places where you weren't very clear there. Okay. You called that a hate crime. Now there are such things legally as hate crimes. Sure. And the definition is crimes against a certain group or individual because of their immutable characteristics or their their membership in a group that maintains those immutable characteristics. Okay. Right? So if I go, and I'm using immutable a little bit loosely too, um, scientifically, but just go with me. We'll just use race as the proxy for the rest of them, even though it's not a perfect uh, equivalency for things like homosexuality or something like that. Sure. But if if you go and you, you shoot up a nightclub because it's a predominantly black nightclub, um, and it's, it's, noted that you did it simply because you didn't like black people and wanted to cause the maximum amount of suffering it's a crime and in addition to that it's a hate crime but there's an underlying crime right right if you are just saying racial slurs and saying how you hate people and these kind of things there's not actually an underlying crime now it is hateful and if if i saw someone doing it on the street i would really really hope they swung at me so i could pummel them Mm, okay, but I wouldn't. I, I you wouldn't be guilty of a crime. Okay, in my opinion. Fair enough. So okay. what if I say 
and, and that's the legal that's the legal battle I'm but the other you. battle is is why is it a good idea to allow people to do that which might may be more interesting yeah it's kind of two separate discussions yeah I think we're getting to that to that part sure uh, but let let's say what I'm saying in public I'm ne- like possibly in the first instance I just gave you I'm actually calling for violence and someone you know goes and does it I'm in trouble I did a bad thing that's a hate crime you know because I was calling for violent activity against a certain person and someone committed a crime right. you know so same the underlying cl- crime would be akin to conspiracy yep. and then you were motivated to commit that crime because of of a certain group so what if, what if I'm not making calls to violence but someone hearing me says, you know, Hunter really, you know, is saying a lot of things that make sense to me. I'm going to go shoot up this nightclub, right? And then, set, and then like, explicitly says, I did this because of the things Hunter Carl said about, you know. Great, great question. Yep. That, that idea sounds so noble on its face, and that's one of the things that makes it so insidious, because that is, that is a horrifying idea. Okay. That's a horrifying idea because look what it enables bad actors to do. Okay. If uh, let's just say you're President Trump and he says they're sending us rapists, they're not sending us their best, talking about Mexicans. Okay. Right? Then a white nationalist can go out and say and, and kill Mexicans, which by the way he might have done anyhow. Then say it was it was President Trump's fault and now he's held Accountable. Well, people aren't that stupid. And there are crazy people that hate other people. And what a better way to assassinate you than to go out and commit a crime in your name. Right. You can't be held accountable for the crimes that other people commit. And if you can, you open yourself up to this world where there are there is an incentive for violence because it, it advances your political motive. So the clarifying thing is if I'm actually calling for a crime to be committed... You know that that that's the line there essentially because right. then yeah. we could say anybody's rhetoric could be turned into oh it led me to do this you know you might say uh, you, you know I, I really like the dry cleaners and I could be a serial killer and start killing people at dry cleaners and I say sure. I was inspired because of you know all the pro- well I guess maybe you're having problems at dry cleaners you know I, I understand what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah. it gives you a, a method for assassination that doesn't require access to the target sure and that makes that makes every bystander a potential victim and here's the problem with that too I'm not saying that you're morally absolved for the things that you said because it's not a crime okay I'm just saying it's a really terrible idea to let the government be the arbiter and the judge of determining who's guilty rather than the person that pulled the trigger. Sure, yeah. That's so, a really dangerous precedent to set. Yeah, and I th- I think there become there's a lot of weird instances where that can get really strange and who who's to blame and like what are the things you say are the problem but uh but but here's like you could possibly look at someone like Sam Harris and all the horrible things He's written about religion. I guess horrible may be a strong word, but the very strong worded things he's he said about religion, and someone could very easily claim what he said as, you know, I decided to go out and murder Christians, Jews, and Muslims because of the things Sam Harris has said, but he's never once called out for violence. Right. Is he responsible for that crazy person? I think we'd all say no. And here's the brilliant thing, too. You have to be able to critique a group. Now, there's there's certain groups that it makes less sense to critique them. Sure. For instance, um, critiquing a specific race because of the color of their skin 
that is that is old Darwinist dogma nonsense. Right. It's not. It's not true. It's not biologically accurate. You're just a fool if you do it. Okay. Uh, but then let's step into something that that feels a little bit nastier. Uh, there is. There are certain cultural norms that are different among members of different races even in the same country mm. right and some of those cultural norms have real world consequences you know for instance uh, there is there is an amazing amount of violence uh, among black males and I'm not trying to be I'm not being any certain which way I don't think it's because they're genetically predisposed to that it's just the cultural norm that exists not saying violence is the norm comparatively right. it is more normal that's probably the correct way to say that okay and the point is this that if you if me simply mentioning that fact is not allowed because it's construed as hateful even though it's a fact that, that that's backed up by FBI crime statistics etc now you've you've crippled the people who want to fix the problem. You've crippled the people who want to look at problems in society and identify their root cause and mitigate it because we can't diagnose and we can't communicate. But but Christopher, isn't it a privilege to be a part of a society that is as advanced as ours, as clever as ours, and say, some topics we know are not proper for public discourse, and those we're going to make illegal, because then we can, you know, we can provide, we can, we can push all those hateful people out of the inner circle, essentially, and, and have good dialogue that builds people up, allows us to proceed and become the best thing we can be without having them in here. For example, for example, people that dislike people simply because of their race and not not their culture. Let's push them out. Let's get them out. Let's say the let's say the dialogue that is racist needs to be kicked out of Great. kicked out of here. Great idea. Yep. Great idea. I I don't like racists. I don't think you like racists. No, I don't. If when I hear people use racially charged language in, you know, a serious manner, yeah. it disgusts me. It literally makes me sick. Yeah, sure. So here's so my why, next here's my question for you. Okay. Who decides? judges the government decides yeah of course okay the government the government decides it has to be a law if the government's going to decide right yeah absolutely sure. do you think that's a good idea and this is the insanity with people that are anti-free speech and the people of the general leftist the theology and i use that word specifically in regards to hate speech and free speech trump is a fascist let's take away all the guns from everyone who's not a fascist only the cops need guns. Really? Give all the guns to the fascists? Yeah. Do you not see the irony in your position? Mm. If you think he's, act, if you think the government is actually as bad as you scream that it is, then why do you want to give them more power? Here's the truth: the number one murderers of human life on the face of the planet are governments and people in power. They're the ones who decide, and the prize of government is is power and power does not always attract the most noble among us so if you start down this path where you get to where you think that you can hand over the power to the government to decide what issues are and are not worth discussing worth diagnosing worth mitigating 
you it will take you further than you intend it has every instance in the past where it's been tried mm. that's the problem i don't want like racists i don't want racists to uh to have a platform in a certain sense and in another sense i do because i think the best disinfectant is sunlight and the best way to fight bad ideas is with better ideas and you don't want these people to go underground necessarily but i know for a fact that i don't trust the municipalities and politicians to only choose those causes which are completely solved, completely mitigated, and moral. I don't, I don't believe it. Perfect. And obviously, I agree with that. I'm trying to, I'm just trying to pull out the basic arguments that sure. you'll hear so people can, you know, kind of see you know, how these ideas just kind of topple when they're when they stand up. Well, that's that's a good base. That's a good base for why this idea is important. Right. I like the way that you you led us into that but that's kind of it's not a straw man but it's a clay man it's it's real arguments but maybe not the most sophisticated arguments so let's go into this argument and you started to poke at it oh yeah i think i, I think i'm transitioning there yeah. it's like why do you need to be able to talk about free speech right essentially right. and so like that that's we've done a good job of showing that it's very 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 difficult to you know let's use the leftist word it's nuanced it's nuanced to try and figure out you know like like where the line is on on laws like where do you where do you where do you put that it's difficult it's hard to understand like what what's wrong what's good what's bad you right. know and, and it's and not it's as... hard in a free society to delineate between what necessary evil must you put up with to maintain the structure that upholds the good? And so the, the, the tweets that you read now make sense, and I think in larger context of us talking is because you can just be punished for hate. Like, who gets to define what's hateful? Because I, who, who says, who hasn't said something to someone before and then just turn and look at you like, I can't believe you said that to me. And you kind of were like, oh my goodness, I don't know what I did. Right. And and the one tweet that, that I read that was like eerily insidious was, you might not think it's hateful, but someone else might get offended. Right. Now we're basing our legality on the subjective offense that of another person. Of higher society. Right. And, and here's insanity. this thing about talking to a society. Right. You, you can talk to one person and agree. If you talk to two people for long enough, you're going to disagree. If you talk to a thousand people, the first thing that comes out of your mouth, someone's going to take objection to it. But what's crazy? And crazier? if you talk to a whole society, there is an impossibility that you can say anything, even a benign thing, and not offend someone. You can't say the sky is blue without a colorblind person coming and calling you ableist. But what's crazy to me about that, too, is like, let, let, let's say I say something. I, I Let's say I go tomorrow to work and I walk up to someone and say, wow, you sure are fat. <laughs> it's a horrible thing to say. Uh, I, are I, they I, actually fat? Fat yes. shaming works. Yes, they are. And I, I'll say it. And let's just say I say it to them. And then they're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you said that. What What's the proper response to fix that if I'm actually that horrible of a person? Probably the best thing to do is just to come and talk to me about it. And say, hey, what you said really hurt my feelings. Now I have two things to decide. One, I can try to repair the relationship with this person. Or two, I can continue to be a bad person. I'll get ostracized from society because I've decided to, I'm going to say hurtful things and be hurtful. And I won't get to play anymore. Sure. And so it's like. It's, uh, I think it's also a perfectly viable response to say, no, you're a jerk. Sure. But, 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 the, point, yeah. but the point I'm trying to get at is, how is that a crime? Like, how is that against the law when and, it can be solved that easily? And this is bringing us back to the point I was leading to earlier. Sure. What's the best argument that the left has for free speech? And this is the best argument. Speech can be hateful. 
there can be a, such a thing as hate speech. Hate breeds violence. Sure. This is the trifecta they use. Which we were talking about earlier. Talking yeah. around. Yeah. And uh, their pet project on this on this whole point is uh, the trans population. You know that, and you'll you'll often hear this meme repeated that your hate is actually killing people. They'll post it on President Trump's Twitter all the time. They'll post it on lots of people's Twitter that people are actually dying because of the things that you say. And there's a lot of stuff to break down there. Um, there, there's the trinumerate of of speech, hate, and violence. And there's also things like the trans suicide rate and where it stems from uh and is bullying and hate speech the actual impetus for those kinds of measures we can look at both i think the objective reality is that it's not that there are complicating factors there uh, in the trans issue um on the on the other side we have to talk about we have to talk about violence you know what is violence and is violence bad and i'm going to say something that sounds really strange right now Violence, in its proper application, and in its diffusion throughout the society, is has been the number one. Um, what's the correct word? You know, when something joins society, integrates into society. There's a word for this. Jigsaw. <laughs> what? Puzzles. No. Pieces coming together. Um, Adhesive. It's, it's socializing. Sure. It's been the number one socializing force in the world. You know, there used to be... You a th- really yanged our yang. Yeah. And, and, okay, and because it's, we, it's we're important. not even there. We're over here now. Yeah, okay. it's yeah. important, though. Okay. Violence is essential. There's sure. Because if if you and I cannot employ violence, there's a couple of things that happen. Okay. One, our speech means nothing. If I can't employ violence to back up what I'm saying, my words don't have any meaning. Sure. Uh, because eventually, if we disagree enough, we're gonna fight. Right. And it's not only it's not only your words. It's well, no. If we can't fight, I'm saying if if we can't back up our claims with violence. What I'm saying is the reason it, you can take my words seriously is because you know that the. The thi- I, I, at any time I can decide to fight you yeah. and that's a proper way for hey, me to hey don't touch me right exactly doesn't mean anything if a squirrel is saying it sure you know yes like what are, what are you gonna do squirrel what are you gonna do little squirrel if if a man who who has the ability to become a monster is saying it but chooses chooses to self-regulate now you better listen up exactly that's one thing why violence is so important it actually empowers your speech and, and get this and you don't you don't really understand until you spent some time thinking about it how important violence is the reason that in america and by the way it doesn't work this way in saudi arabia the reason in america that a white woman uh, can go to a any i used white woman because i'm just pretending to be a leftist right now let's just say a woman the reason that a woman can go to the mall by herself at night and go back to her car and reasonably suspect that she won't be attacked is because of the threat of violence from the state. Uh-huh. It's the proper employee of violence empowers us to live free. It, it, like why do we have why do we punish people who do that? Like why why do why do we you know threaten them with jail time if it's not we believe that violence has some ability to curb that. Right. Yes. 
I there's two different ways to take what you said, but they're both strangely true. So we don't have to ask which one you were talking about. Cool, I did it. Uh, um, <laughs> I only had the one in my head, but I'm good. I'm glad that you said that. I think the other thing is too, like the other big thing here is like it, what you were kind of saying about crime rates earlier, you know, and that, that gets that gets so touchy so fast, and it's so easy to kind of be misheard there. But the thing that I think the thing that helps me is always to take that in like a historical context, and that you know crime rates have fluctuated by demographic like ever since this country has been around. Sure, and so like. We've had a lot of different types of races in here, and guess what? The Irish and Italians were really, really bad at crime a while ago. Sure. They were leading the charge. And so it's like, if we really wanted to try and figure out the problem, we would want to look at there and go, well, what's happening in this group of people that's causing them to commit more crime? Right. How can and, we fix that problem? And it's very likely that the actual demographic breakdown that is causing the split isn't well explained by race. In exactly. Fact, it's it, probably not. It's probably not. It's almost certainly not. But the minute we say the first part, the minute we have to we say, the minute we state the problem, we're hateful. Right. Well, that's the most obvious thing. And right. it's not a bad place to start. You start at what's obvious and then you start digging, right? So exactly. you say there's a problem in this community that's being reported by the FBI. What are we going to do? Then you could look at a multi-factored analysis. You don't leave it at a immutable univariable. Exactly. That's ignorant. Exa- that's that's hey, racist. That's what the left does. Right, exactly. That's what the left does when they talk about uh it, they talk it, about It's hate what white nationalists do. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah, it's it, one to one. It's that's that's an ignorant way to look at the world, but it is not a bad way to get started. It's not a bad way to get your foot in the door. Correlation doesn't equal causation. I think what you would find is like Crime probably relates closer to class in the United States than it does with anything else. Almost right? certainly, because Almost the Italians just and, like class relates more to to personal experience and personal decision making than than race. Right, because like the Italians and the Irish were at the bottom of the barrel, so you know they right. were and they were possibly more organized. I don't know how you would put it that way or whatever whatever makes sense there, you know. But but it's like there's more reasons for that happening than just the fact and here's the other thing that gets kind of interesting it's like well why in the world are Asians so good at everything <laughs> like and Wait, it's like aren't they quote unquote people of color well sure but the other and that that breaks apart that gets into the more intersectionality but it's like why wouldn't we take what they're doing and try to apply it to people that aren't doing so well in the society? Right. And, and, and it's not probably has anything to do with race. The, it not, probably has something to do with work ethic or uh, potentially like the environment that they were raised in. We don't know. And we're kind of getting away from speech. But, sure. But, but here's, here's the truth. But that's my point is talking for, about the thing requires free speech. Right. It, it does. And first, first and second... Uh, generation Nigerians in America sure. make more make more than the average white person. We have to be able to offend people at the start of this right. to get okay. our ideas out properly. What's in there? Okay. So let's go back to violence. Oh, uh, so sure. The reason, Sorry. The reason that violence... So, for, so they say speech breeds hate, hate makes violence. Well, my first argument is that violence is not a universal bad. Okay? Sure, yeah. Vi- violence is actually good. You have to be able to use the the threat of violence to civilize society. That has to be true, otherwise there wouldn't be this thing called a guard. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or, or the police, right? Which, by the way, the police are the best thing that's ever happened to society. They're I know pretty people cool. love, love to take dumps on them, but they have the, the, the places where you have more police, you have a better economy, and you have more people shopping, you have, you have more people living safely. It's just insane how dumb you can be when you try and keep the police out of your town, Portland. Or Chicago, <laughs> um, but at any rate, so the, the first point is that be careful about your your how quickly you turn your back on violence. 
Now, that does not mean violence uh, that isn't called for. I'm talking about the proper employee of violence. And the second thing is that, so that's like when I said fat shaming works. Sure, my, my, if you think my words are quote-unquote violent, I would say some people need a wake-up call. Now, I wouldn't call it violent. I might call it hateful, okay? But I, I wouldn't call it necessarily violent. But, hey, you might actually need that wake-up call. Sure. Like, hey, dude, you're about to die. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Lose weight. Stop eating, fatty. And if it saves your life, you'll come thank me. You right. No, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. And, so, and here's the other thing. So hate breeds violence. Uh, we'll go to the trans issue really quickly on this. The trans suicide rate, lifetime suicide rate, uh, is 40%, give or take. The attempted suicide rate, 40%. That Pre rate, and post-op, right? Pre and post-op, no change. Yep. That rate of, of suicidality has been seen in one other group of people throughout the course of human recorded history since we started writing these kinds of information down. It was Jews and gypsies in concentration camps in Germany in the Third Reich. Jesus. The only other group that that tried to off themselves at such an alarming rate. You're going to tell me that we're bullying people who are trans in this country when they're on the front of magazines and they win Woman of the Year for crying out loud? Right. Like, you think a Jew was about to win Woman of the Year in Nazi Germany? No far be it from that mm. it's, it's an insane argument yeah so i think that your argument that hate breeds violence is ignorant now like i said before it doesn't absolve you morally if you're being hateful you're being hateful and you shouldn't be a dick right but it doesn't mean that that the hate breeds the violence and and most importantly when you start down that road of of collecting everything that's hateful who decides who decides and you don't want it to be the government nobody should want it to be the government Especially not if you're on the left right now. So let's talk about ideas, and let's have the right to make people mad with those ideas. Right. So we can come to the best solutions in our society. And know that the people that we may disagree with are not bad people because we disagree with them. That's that's the fundamental thing, to have a, a good conversation. There, two important points. Like we were talking about earlier, especially if you're trying to reach a large group of people, you have to be allowed to be offensive in order to think. Yep. And in order to share ideas. You have to allow for the possibility that you'll be offensive. You might be being offensive because everybody in the society needs to be offended right now. Yep. And and this idea that we're too precious to like have a profit our profit almost right. Yes, to have our psyches harmed. No, you're not that important. You're not that precious. You deserve to be offended sometimes because you're not perfect. And when you're not perfect, if you were mature, you would appreciate it when someone comes along and offends you, so that you stop acting like a total jackass. And start towing the line. Because it's going to make your life better in the long run if you can assume responsibility for the shortcomings in your own actions rather than dis disintegrate them out into society and out into the others around you with an external locus of control. You'll be a better person if you, if you integrate and if you accept responsibility. And the second one is, the second one is you, when you start down that road, you commit, you commit democracide. When you start down the road of, of banishing free speech. Yeah. I mean, look at Tommy Robinson. Look at look at Count Dankula, for crying out loud. Look at Bill C-16 in Canada. When you start letting the government dictate what is good speech and what is bad speech, you become a slave to that government. So let's go back to this real fast and we can close here. Speech, can, speech is backed up by the threat of violence. That point I made earlier. Mm-hmm. Right? If I say, don't touch me, 
and I have the ability to employ violence, then you shouldn't touch me. The reason violence is so important is because if you can employ violence, then no one can be your master. They can be your equal, or they can be your slave. But no one can be your master. Now, if you're a tyrant, then I hope you get disposed. Deposed is probably the better word. I hope you get deposed. If you use violence to impose tyranny, then I personally hope you get deposed. But if you, use, if you have the ability to in, inflict violence, and you control that urge, and you use it to ensure that you and the people around you are treated as equals, then no one's your master and no one's your slave. That's what words can do. You know, the pen is mightier than the sword on a long, on a long time frame. Right here in this car, the sword's a lot mightier than the pen. I don't care what poem you write. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But in the long run, your words can be the violence that ensures that society gets treated equally. And if you want to be a slave to your government, let them take your words. It's really interesting that we have a society that can destroy itself with nuclear warheads, yet pens have stopped us from using them. Yeah. Take that and smoke it. But that's that's only in the long run, not not in the short run. Sure, yeah, of yeah. course. So both types are important. Yeah. Lots of talk, lot of lot of things said, and then no nukes got fired at each other. Thank you, Cold War. So, welcome to Carl Pooling. Goodbye from Carl Pooling. We're done. Yep. Follow me at Emotional Carl. Yep, I'm at Chris X Carl. The show's at Carl Pooling. You can find us on you. Nope. You can find us on Google. <laughs> you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Rate, subscribe, listen. Send us emails. We like to read the things you say. Yep. Carl Pooling at gmail.com. Christopher, we're home. Let's get out.